Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the What Podcast. I'm Tara. And I'm Cassidy, and we've got a great show coming up. We are joined by the Queen of Rip City and the English Muffin Challenge. Rolls and Dam, welcome back to the pod. Thanks for having me, guys. This is fun. You know, I wasn't sure if I'd remember how to do all this Skype, but with all, all these things happening, we're doing, what did you call them? What did you call it earlier, Tara? What these collaboration tools. Collaboration tools. So I'm like, when's the last time I used Skype? And so I can't believe that I actually managed to throw this one together, but here we are, get a chance to look at each other. And you know what? I, um, I don't do my makeup very often anymore. So I just told you guys earlier, I might as well take advantage of today since I had to do it earlier for Instagram Live. So might as well. But yes, my English muffin challenge, really tried to get that going um you know <laughs> didn't really pick up much speed <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about the english muffin challenge so i went on serena winters you guys remember serena she worked for nbc um the bridge and now she is the sixers sideline reporter so she had me on her instagram live just she you knows kind of just something fun and something fun to do just keep busy and uh she's like what's the food you've been eating the most and it's not that I'd actually been eating it the most, but it was kind of most fresh on my mind because the night before I was like, English muffin sounds good. So I made just with butter, normal. And I'm like, you know, maybe I should add some jam on this one. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe some honey. And I realized I'd had just about six English muffins in one sitting. <laughs> so I said that to her and she was so cute. She sent me um, an Instagram post uh, or story with her having an English muffin. And so then I sent one back eating my 10th English muffin of the last 24 hours. And then I thought it was funny. I'm like, we just came up with a challenge. And then I posted that and she, she so smartly came back and said, the whole point of a challenge is you have to put names on it. I was like, I knew that didn't feel right. I knew I needed to do something. <laughs> but the funniest part was that the people I challenged did not get back to me. It was Kelly Acoin, Amara, Def Curtin, they they got shout outs on that. So I've expected them and they did not do it, but some other very fun people came in uh, hot with their English muffins. And now my my mom said, don't feel bad. Maybe a lot of people just don't have English muffins right now. So I was looking up English muffin recipes actually, because I was like, okay, I have to figure this out. I need to make English muffins. Um, but I have, you know, yeah, you get so many extra points if you make them from scratch. That would be impressive. Yeah, and Cassidy totally could. She's an amazing baker and cook. Oh, I did not know that. It's what I do for my day job. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, we usually get things off with a little bit of uh, an icebreaker, and I was inspired by Ian Carmel's question of what your favorite random fact was. So I took it to the sports world, and I'm wondering if y'all have a favorite sports random fact. You go first. Sarah. Okay. Okay. So I love, and I don't know if this qualifies, but I love everything about the invention of basketball. I love the fact that it was like, you, you can trace it back to the day the first game was played and who was in it. And the fact that shoulders were do- dislocated, um, like noses were broken, blood was shed, <laughs> and that we have like a record of that first game. So it's not really exactly a fact, but it's one, it's like one of my favorite things about basketball and one of my favorite sports stories. Yeah, I like that a lot. And the, you know, what's interesting to me is the evolution of it all. I mean, this isn't, this is kind of going off topic, but I'll come back to my fact. But we look back, you know, it started with 
you know, an uh, apple basket. And then the fact that these guys played in those shoes with absolutely no support, mm-hmm. I mean, zero support. And, and I, I, I look back, I'm like, how did they even do that? I mean, how far we've come with shoe wear to uh, wear when you play basketball and work out. So that's amazing to me looking back and seeing how they even played in those. And there were not more ankle injuries. <laughs> but for me, okay, I did a little cheating and I went and looked up a lot of different sports facts. And I thought like that'd be kind of fun to choose one. So I was like, is this even true? And I did some more digging. And I, th- I think it's true. I mean, it was on a list of facts. And then I went and kind of did more research. But I don't know if you've seen this one, but Rocky Marciano invented the fax machine. I have never heard that. Oh. I'm, I'm not saying it as absolute fact, but if you look on if you look online, you can find a lot of things saying that that's true. And someone's probably going to come back and be like, you idiot, that's that's lore. That's, but I, I choose to believe it's true. <laughs> Just the fact that that is a possible fact is interesting yeah, enough, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it could be yeah. a fable, but, you know, in my mind, it's totally true. <laughs> that's awesome. What about you, Cassidy? Um, I'm going with another invention, but this one is the invention of the high five which was in kind of came together in a very epic moment with two baseball players playing in a game. And it was Glenn Burke and Dusty Baker in 1977. And Glenn Burke was actually an openly gay athlete at the time. And he immediately like went up in the moment and put his hand up and Dusty Baker hit his hand. And that is apparently the origin of the high five. And I thought that was just so cool. So I I like that one a lot. There's a great 30 for 30 short about it called the high five. So I highly recommend that. I I just, I, I could just do random like sports stories all day long. And I don't know about (laughs) the two of you, but like, like Cassidy, I know you've always been a fan of like the actual game. And I know Brooke, you two like were fans of the game, but I came at it from kind of being fans of the story and all of the stories of the players and and things like that before I even learned like what the game is actually supposed to look like. Um, but just yeah, sports. There's there's just like so many built in stories. Like every single game is a story, and then within every game, there's like all the little micro stories. Mm-hmm. That's the that's actually one of the most fun parts of my job is to start with the story and you know like Lamar and Kevin have their whole thing you know game within a game so do Jordan and Michael in Orlando and uh, so everyone kind of has their game in a game that you 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 know, you know ahead of time like if it's battle of the backcourts or whatever but then you know you get more with research and if you just know the game pretty well and the players you know these two guys played against each other you know back in high school and then there's that mm-hmm. story and they are very good friends or maybe they're not anymore you know and just like things like that it's fun to dive deep into it. It's not just a basketball game. It's pretty small world, you know, the NBA and covering the NBA also like all of us, you know, cross all the time and we're such close friends because it is just a small little world, but it's fun for me to look at a game on paper and then find out all these little tiny things that make a, make it a story within a story within a story. And then, you know, that just makes the game even more fun than just watching great basketball, which obviously we get to see that. We got to see that. Wah, wah, sorry. But it will I know. I, I didn't. I, yeah. I know that part. <laughs> yeah. we, will, we will play again. We will play again. Yeah. There, we will definitely play again. Do you all remember? You remember when uh, the, there was the big changeover when LaMarcus left and they brought in all these new guys? And that was when Olshay started talking about how they we're going to build a team around Damian Lord's trajectory. People who were basically the same age. And we had this team where everybody was like super close in age. And we mm-hmm. had Alan Crabb and Mason Plumley and Myers Leonard and Damian Lord. And I went and I researched because I was like, wait a minute, if they're all about the same age, I bet they all played each other a bunch. Mm-hmm. And so I went and tried to find all of the times that they had played against each other in college. Well, Mm-hmm. Um, and it, because of course the thing that started it was the game between CJ's Lehigh and, yeah. uh, Mason Plumley's Duke. And there was like this great mm-hmm. picture of CJ, you know, and Mason. And mm-hmm. so it just, yeah, you can follow these little threads of stories about these guys, which mm-hmm. are just so much fun. 
it, it is it, that that's what I like. I kind of repeat myself, but that's one of the most fun parts of my job is the story behind the game of basketball, like how they started the relationships. Um, just, you know, CJ himself is just an amazing story. You know, we have, we show that picture of him way back in the day in high school where he was, did not look as though he was going to turn out to be one of the best, you know, guards in the NBA. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I think he would admit it too, but I actually got a chance to talk to one of his assistants at a game this year. And uh, he, he came to watch with his wife. And I guess he, they, he's come a bunch of times and it was from his high school coach. And so I talked with him about that. I was like, when you look at this picture, I mean, you were there. Like, what did you think? He's like, I would have thought you were crazy if you told me he was going to be as good as he is. <laughs> and he'd be this, you know, talented in the NBA. Um, and he said, not because of his work ethic or the guy has one of the best work ethics in the league, but just the fact he did not see physically where CJ would be, go- would end up, you know, like <laughs> the guy is like, to look, to look at that picture and to look at him now is like, I know people have seen it a bunch of times, but I can't get over it. It's, every time I see him, like, that is wild. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see it, I think to myself, it has to be Photoshop. And then I have to remind myself it's not every single time. It's, just, it's a it's crazy attitude. It, he's just got Uh-oh. that, you know, because it's cool. Oh, yeah. Kufus is with him, right? It's, um, I think he's the mm-hmm. other person in the picture. And, and he, yeah, he just looks really big. And he was probably really big for a high school player, too. And then, but CJ just looks so gritty and determined and absolutely poised, even though he's like a quarter of the size of the yeah. person that he's playing alongside. You have to think that that's one of the reasons that he and, you know, Dame have become so successful. And they talk about it. You know, they had to do it themselves. They had the chip on their shoulder because people didn't necessarily think that they were going to get to this level. And they said, well, watch us do it, you know. And there's a lot of loyalty there, too. Dame always talks about, you know, when he had – I talked about this year on a, on a broadcast that they had this kind of showcase or they were, you know, playing a game in AAU and he, want, and he was expecting a lot of scouts to be there, you know, college scouts. And there's only one, and it was his coach from Weaver State. And he said right then and there, you know, they said, yep, I'll come because you're here to see me and you – and he offered him – it's just an amazing story. But that that's just one, too, where look how far he's come from that. And obviously we know he's one of the most loyal guys you'll meet, not just in the NBA, but just in general. And I think that that's one of the reasons that they, they've done so well is because they said, okay, well, I'm going to do it on my own. You don't expect me to do much? Watch me. <laughs> and then what? Yeah. And speaking of CJ, how funny was he live tweeting the game the other night? I was so funny. (laughs) I mean, these are the kind of things we need during this basketball break. For sure. We need those moments. And my favorite thing was him signing every tweet with CJ. (laughs) That was the cherry on an amazing Twitter cake for me. So right. Just in case you forgot, it's me, CJ. Um, preventing him from getting in any trouble with Amara. Um, <laughs> or Amara. Um, yeah. So how have you been spending your uh, basketball hiatus break? Well, when it all came, when it was apparent that we would not be playing for a while, um, I kind of wanted to get close to family, um, rural, you know, got my mom and her husband have a beautiful home in Spokane where I grew up and lots of space outside. So had my uh, son with me and we went straight over there and there's just so much to, for him to do too. You know, I didn't want to just be kind of, I'm back in Portland right now at my house, um, which we've always can find things to do, but it's just nice to have, you know, grandma, he, he and my mom have are like this. So went over there and just kind of hunkered down with them and, you know, figured out what this new normal is like. And uh, so that was, uh, that was actually weirdly relaxing, you know, just to be at first I was like, what am I going to do? What are we going to do? What is happening? This is crazy. And then you just kind of say, well, let's make the most of this time. Yeah. With family. Uh, my mom has a great gym downstairs, which I always say I'm going to every year I'm going to get in that gym. I'm going to do better. And I said, I don't really have an excuse. It's literally right there and I have nothing else to do. So I was pretty good for a while. I'll say kind of tapered off a little bit, but came back here, uh, I obviously did Instagram uh, live with Dame today, which is what I've been really excited about getting that off, off and running. So that was that was fun. I just wanted to be settled here and be ready to do that. And at some point, I'll probably when I get my son back, head back over and you know spend it with with Grandma and Grandpa. And I, it's just really weird. It's like it's so fluid. I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing the next day, but you know, figuring out as I go. I know everyone else is doing the same thing. 
but at this point, if if I can, I'd I'd love to be safe in you know safely uh, with with family. We were essentially quarantined with each other for two weeks, so um, it's a safe place to be. I had to tell them because they're above a certain age. I had to tell them they, they had to stop going. I'll go to the grocery store. You know, you stay here. And I I told the story, but the day I got there. They went out, they have a cabin in Idaho and they had to go turn the water on or something, you know, because it was getting cold. They had to do something in the cabin. And this is right when this all started. And, and they'd come out and said, you know, really stay home. Don't go anywhere unless you have to. And my mom had was very adamant about putting getting this app on the phone where we can see where each other are at all times. I think it's like Life 360 or something. So they will go out to the cabin. They're supposed to come right back. And I look at Life 360 and they're not the cabin. And they're not moving, and they're, and I call, and my mom answers every time I call. She didn't answer. I call Scott. He doesn't answer. I was like, those two are at the casino. <gasps> and they were. I was so mad at them. When they got home, I had written out a piece of paper, and I had said, I, hereby, you know, I Allison Barrett, and Scott Barrett, hereby declare I will not go anywhere. I do not need to go, especially a casino. And then I, I made them I pushed it under the door of the garage, and I made them sign it before they came in to their own home. <laughs> Oh my God! Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Never got up for that, and they they haven't gone anywhere else. So that was kind of funny. I thought it was pretty creative at the time. <laughs> Put down exactly yeah. like so. Uh, if I can ask, like, so my kids are all grown up, and they actually happen to all live together. So they're quarantined like a half a mile away, all together in their house, and nice. I'm over in my house, and like, so I haven't seen them, but like we we um you know communicate a lot over the phone. Has your son noticed like? things that are different i mean yeah. is four, how old he's he's like a toddler how old is he he's four and a half he'll, okay he'll, of course of course <laughs> four, and a half, four and a half almost he'll be five on september 1st okay so at first you know this is uncharted territory and he's not of an age where i want to scare him by any means and i want him to feel comfortable and you know we might all be a little unrest like we're not sure what's going on but you know kids can really sense your feelings, even if you're not telling them straightforward. So I've been, we've been pretty careful about not having the news on full blast when he's playing, you know, and, and not really, you know, acting like everything's fine, which, you know, you don't want to lie to your kids, but you want to make sure they, they feel safe. And so we've just said, you know, a lot of people aren't feeling very good. Um, so we're just going to be safe and spend time with family. And, and that's kind of my message to him, you know, not, I don't want to kids, you know, I just don't want him to ever feel like, things are unsafe or he's unsafe. So just kept him busy. Uh, ABC mouse is a, I don't know if you, people got kids. I don't know if you're, I got four or five year olds. I think it goes all the way up through elementary, but it's a great thing where you can actually like graduate from a lesson. So it, it, he's been doing that and that's been nice. And just having fun, like, like just doing silly things like, uh, like puzzles. I mean, mm-hmm. we just did a puzzle the other day and it was the United States of America. And this kid is so smart. I told this story another time that, he's always right. Like, I'll be like, no, no, honey. No. Like one time I was driving back from downtown and you take an exit, same exit to get to my house where I'm sitting. And I was Marco polling, but like, whereas in, I wasn't like looking at my phone, but I had the earphones in and I was like talking to my girlfriends, blah, blah, blah. And I could hear in the back. He goes, why aren't we going home? I was like, we are going home. He's like, why why didn't you take our exit? And I, I had passed my exit. And this, he was like three at the time. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, he's right. We need for exit. <laughs> my point is then they were doing this puzzle and, you know, I put on the States and explaining like, this is, you know, this is where we live and this, you know, this is where grandma lives and this is where the cabin is. And at the end, there's just like pieces of water that you put together, blue, like it was around the, you know, the United States. And he went to go put a piece and I was like, oh, honey, that's not going to fit there. You know, that, you know, that, that one goes somewhere else. He's like, no, it goes here. I was like, mm, I don't clicked it right in there. I was like, oh my God, he's right. He doesn't need me. He does not need me to help with this puzzle. We're having fun, like fun, weird times. And we're, you know, making fun memories. Like I'll remember, I wrote that down. I was like, I got to tell, you know, I want to write all these moments down. So just trying to, I'm sorry, you don't get to be with your family. I'm glad that they're together, but it's just, if you can be with your family or, or friends, if you have roommates, then just try to just appreciate them and just, you know, try to do things that maybe you didn't get a chance to do before, you know, call like during the season, I always talk about, I, it's hard for me to just call people back, you know, be like, I'm sorry, I'm on my way to, to the game. It'll be over at 11. I'll try, I'll try to get back to you tomorrow, you know, before there's a back to back. Those are, 
nearly impossible. So just kind of taking advantage of the time to, you know, make sure everyone's doing okay and catch up. I had a, a friend of mine, Peter, who I've known for years, and he called me three days ago and I hadn't heard of him. I was like, Oh, Peter, how are you? He's like, good. I'm on day two of my alphabet challenge. I gave myself, you know, yesterday was a, so I called all the A's in my phone. You're today's B you're first. And I was like, that's a great idea. So that's an awesome idea. Things like that. So it's uh, yeah, we're just trying to keep busy, but uh, he's having fun. You know, he's, he just loves being, he loves being, um, with, with people he loves. And, you know, he, my grandma, like I said, and my grandpa they, and his grandpa, they have such a great time together that he's just enjoying it. I think right now. I think I've seen a lot of kids enjoying that, that I think we've seen it from Dame Jr. A lot too, oh. where he just looks thrilled to be hanging out and dancing with his family. And so, so I think we can all take a little, a page from that book. I think so too. I was, so when I, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it, but on IG live, you know, it's still mm-hmm. up there for 24 hours. If people want to go back and look at it. And I had uh, text him. I was like, listen, no pressure, but if Dame Jr.'s there and wants to make an appearance, we'd love it. And we <laughs> were so lucky. We got a couple of them and, you know, he was chatting and, you know, we were kind of interrupting Paw Patrol. So I understood where we, you know, we <laughs> had his full, yeah. his full um, you know, attention, but uh, it was nice to see him. It's just fun to see these guys with their kids, uh, son with his son, you know, obviously having a lot of quality time. Who wouldn't want to live in the son's basement? Have you been seeing those with all the, the games and it's just yeah. like Chuck E. Cheese down there? Yeah. <laughs> You'd never get bored. There's no. endless possibilities in that basement. And then Hassan's there, so you're definitely not getting bored because yeah. you just no. one liner after one liner. <laughs> we're so Entertainment lucky. does not stop. I think we're so lucky that so many of the players and on all of the teams throughout the NBA are just like mm-hmm. so willing to open up and like – give us a glimpse of what they're doing with their life. It's like all these conversations that Dwayne Wade and that Carmelo Anthony are having. Like Carmelo's such a great like storyteller and question. I mean, he's fantastic. I had had no idea I was going to fall for Carmelo this hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, you know, a lot of people just didn't know what to expect. And I think one of the the best, like, uh, I guess it's a comeback story, if you will, but people, you know, You'd hear these things. You're like, well, I don't, it's not firsthand. I don't know. You know, and and everyone that I had talked to on our team before Mello got there and said, he's great. We're we're, we're lucky to have him. I was like, well, I can't wait to, I can't wait to meet him. I can't wait to talk to him. And, you know, some great post-game interviews, pre-game interviews or practice and stuff like that. And I was like, this guy's fantastic. He's a one, he's a great guy. He's a great teammate. He's talking to all the young guys, you know, he's out there working his tail off. And for me, um, with the media, he's fantastic. He's great. You know, he's just very thoughtful. Um, he's got so much knowledge and about the game and just he, the way he looks at life. So I, I've just been, I've been pleasantly surprised. And everyone I've talked to said, no, I, we don't know where those, those things came from. We've had nothing but positive experiences with him. And it was nice to, you hear that and then to actually like live it and say, yeah, they're right. This guy's great. So I, I think he's been very fun. Yes. To, to your point to watch on social media and especially him interacting with other people. So it's been the odd positive about this is seeing more of the athletes in their natural habitats, not the floor, but in their homes and with their families and teammates and former teammates and just friends around the league. It's been kind of fun to, to feel like, you know, you're, 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 you're seeing things that you wouldn't normally see. Like we wouldn't, they wouldn't have time to be doing this, you know? So yeah, you have to find a silver lining. Well, with more time on all of our hands, we thought it might be a good idea to give listeners a little sneak peek on what our favorite sports media things are in different entertainment realms of sports. That was a very roundabout way of saying that. Um, (laughs) But I want to get started with that a little bit. So I want to know if y'all have a favorite sports movie. So I think I definitely think this is a sports movie. And by the way, this is so funny you bring this up because my mom and Scott and I were sitting at the table. I think it was four or five nights ago in Spokane, and she, my mom was on her, we're on our phones all the time now, just like checking news and all that. And even at the dinner table where we used to not do that out the window, we're on our phones. And she's like, "Ooh, this is a fun one." 
top 10 uh, sports movies. And so I just start rattling off. She's like, no, that's not on there. I was like, this is a terrible list. I'm not playing this. If that's not on this list, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I haven't even heard of that one. And then it was like, dodgeball is nine. I was like, dodgeball is nine on a list. Of, come on. And like Bull Durham wasn't on it. And so anyways, favorite <laughs> sports movie, Karate Kid for me. Oh. I mean, does it not get the, 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 ugh, the last scene just with all the buildup and there's a lot of great one-liners at the end too, with the other team, if you will, you know, sweep, sweep his leg, John, all that stuff that you know, people still say, you know, to this day. So that movie, I just remember, I mean, I cry every single time I watch that movie. It's just so good. It's so, so good. Varsity Blues is fantastic. Is it just sit back and relax and be like, it's just a very entertaining movie. Uh, Hoosiers is classic. So the, in terms of movies, um, I say Karate Kid is my favorite of all time in terms of just like, I'm all in. I'm like as close as I can get to the screen. Like, I know what's going to happen, but I'm just still so excited about it. Um, in terms of like sports, me, I know what you're saying, like all different types of sports media. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely, and I'm not alone with this, love, love, love Rex Chapman on Twitter with the block, blocker charge. And he has all those these feel good at this point he's doing a lot of the feel good you know videos which i i'm a sucker for right now i find them this many like i'm one of those people that i would for hours sit and just watch when it's soldiers come home and like surprise their families and they're gonna cry i'll just sit there cr- crying with them for hours i'm like it's midnight right so i love <laughs> you know, like, don't do something with yourself so i love the feel good uh videos that are and there's a ton of them right now which you know reminds you of good humanity is so rex mm-hmm. is one of my favorite follows uh shay serrano i love him his mm-hmm. book is uh, you know basketball and other things is on right over there and uh i think he's just a genius and a great writer and let's see oh and, and in terms of like tv uh shows i think the jump is the best thing that happened to the nba in a long time i love rachel nichols i always have and mm-hmm. it's just such a good show with great guests where you know, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. She's just so good at like the night before something could happen in the middle of the night. And she has a monologue about it. Just, you know, start off the show. She has, she's just always, she's really on top of it. And I've always respected her. And I think that's one of the greatest NBA shows. And of course, you know, I love Chuck and Shaq and, you know, and <laughs> who doesn't. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of great, you know, for us, NBA lovers, there's a lot of uh, fun outlets that we can still, you know, watch mm-hmm. pay attention to follow so that was a really long answer sorry (laughs) (laughs) no it was good um uh tara favorite sports movie so um i have a lot of um pretty much any of the will ferrell movies that have will ferrell sports i am a sucker (laughs) for like I don't know which one is my favorite. It just depends on what day it is. But, like, I've never laughed as hard as I ever have in my life, except for in Blades of Glory, the scene where they <laughs> – Oh, God. They, it's, it's absolutely terrible. But when they're doing the uh, thing and she stands up and twists and turns around and cuts her yeah. um, <laughs> her partner's head yeah. off, it's not funny at all. <laughs> it's terrible. But it's the way they did it in this scene. It was just – I love all the Will Ferrell movies. Semi Pro is, you know, oh, yeah. if you need your basketball fix. Uh, mm-hmm. I would, and if you haven't seen it before, Semi Pro. But my, I think my all time favorite sports movie is Miracle. Um, mm. Because I I remember watching Miracle on Ice uh, as it was happening, and it was just like the greatest thing ever. And then this movie came out, and it starred my absolute favorite movie star, Kurt Russell. And, mm. It's just such a great movie. And if anybody hasn't seen it and you want to just like feel so great and mm-hmm. so like charged up, go see Miracle. And that's what really made me mad because Miracle was not on the list that my mom was reading. I was like, if Miracle's not on her, I'm done. I'm just That's no. not a list. I know. Miracles are amazing. How about you, Cassie? Well, I don't know if this will be a surprise to anyone because I think I've mentioned this a few times, but... I just love Cool Runnings Mm. so much. I just, I love that movie. Mm -hmm. It's a feel-good movie. And that end, it gets me every time. Uh, Just like broken the Karate Kid. I just just thought about this when one of the, one of, okay, there's a lot of things that I've enjoyed about like, you know, having kids or whatever. But one of the things I always loved was like introducing them to movies. And Mm -hmm. um, so uh, or just discovering movies with them. And my, one of my, our absolute favorites that we shared together was um, Air Bud Golden Receiver. 
Uh, that's, I think, as Airbud franchise go, it's Golden Receiver all the way. I remember one Christmas, I was trying to buy it, and I went to, like, all these different Blockbuster videos, and I was like, do you have Airbud Golden Receiver? And they'd be like, we have Airbud, and we have Airbud World Pup, and I'm like, no, I need Airbud Golden Receiver. And then I was like, oh my god, I need to, like, take a step back. <laughs> a, little, a little bit too into this. We're like, this lady is not allowed in here anymore. We've told her 10 times we don't have it. Not just any Airbud movie. That's the perfect you know one. Wow. Of my childhood that I also loved, uh, we could do this all night, but I also loved The Mighty Ducks. I thought that was oh, a really good movie. That's a fun one, like, you know, when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Sandlot is one of my all-time favorite movies in general. So many good one-liners from that, too. Yeah. But, yeah, sports movies are great because it's, it's uh, in the, obviously live sports are what we love, but you know, mm-hmm. feel good movies like that uh, are still inspiring. They still make you feel mm-hmm. like you know you're watching it live, even though it's a movie. So I mean, mm-hmm. I gotta go watch a lot of these. Thanks for reminding me of them all. <laughs> that's what we that's what we all need right now. We got a little extra time on our hands. So I know. Yeah, Brooke, you mentioned The Jump as his favorite sports TV show, mm-hmm. and it's funny. I didn't even go in that direction at all in my mind as <laughs> like the actual sports TV shows. Um, uh, but I said sports night, the uh, Aaron Sorkin series from 1998, which is one of my favorite series of all time. Mm-hmm. I just, I love that one. That uh, so good. Can you, can you, I wonder if that's available on streaming. That would I be, bet you that would be a it good must one be because I watched it more watch. recently. Cause that was, it should have been on longer. I remember it wasn't on as long as it should yeah. have been. Yeah, wasn't it only like two seasons? Mm-hmm. And it was like, mm-hmm. was that the first Aaron Sorkin? Um, well, that was vehicle? before. It was before West Wing. I, it was before West Wing. So yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was really good because it was it was like ESPN basically. It was supposed to. It was mm-hmm. like about ESPN, but it wasn't ESPN, and it was like the two main mm-hmm. anchors and Felicity Huffman. Yeah, that was really good. That was a great cast too. It was a great class. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Thanks for the reminder. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have a favorite sports TV show or episode, Tara? Um, I loved Friday Night Lights. I came to that pretty late. I, I watched that like way after it was over. But I am a total sucker. I love teen dramas, especially teen like vampire dramas. But um, I like teen dramas. And uh, so... What's the one with Chad Michael Murray? Um, one Tree Hill has yeah. all the basketball in it. I loved One Tree Hill. And Teen Wolf was surprising. <laughs> I love, I mean, you just made me think of Teen Wolf. I was, as soon as you were done, I was going to be like, I forgot about Teen Wolf. Teen I Wolf love- was so yes. good. Well, so good. Uh, yeah. Brooke, do you have any other favorite TV show or episodes related to sports? Let me think here. Yeah, that's, I'm so glad we thought of Teen Wolf. That was so good because it was, it had like everything. It had like the love story, you know, this this kid like you know wasn't that cool, and then you know he became a wolf, and then he was like the coolest kid in school, and he was like just so good at basketball. I mean, when you say it out loud, it sounds so stupid, <laughs> but it was just so good. Um, let me think. Well, I'll just say this, and this is kind of I keep going left on you, but there is nothing. And this makes me sad because we won't, I don't know when we'll be able to see it. Nothing is more exciting or fulfilling or just makes me feel, it makes me feel a certain way that nothing really else really does the Olympics. I, mm-hmm. I look forward to the Olympics. I look forward. We talked about this with basketball and, you know, our team and all teams in the NBA, but these backstories and, you know, these people that, you know, they, they focus their whole lives and it could be on just one, one minute, you know, and, and, it's there's heartbreak where you you feel for them when there's like an injury or are they you know they it doesn't work out the way they wanted to and they just spent years and years and years and then you know the coaches and you know it's just there's so many I, I just love the Olympics I just love the Olympics and then you you know you I would I remember like the morning of getting up and saying okay what's on today and then I look mm-hmm. up the athletes that were expected to you know metal i'd go google them so i could know who like who am i rooting for who obviously usa 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 but yeah there's a lot of fun stories that you're like oh that person man they just i'm I'm rooting for them you know and so the olympics i get so excited when the olympics are on and i remember a couple it was when um usain bolt i I remember watching him when he won uh 
what, the 50, 50 years? I don't know. When, he, when Usain Bolt set the world record. And I was in a bar. I was in L.A. And I don't I don't even remember, like, who I was with. But the whole place was, like, just, just completely silent and watching this. Like, it was packed. And everyone was so invested. And then, woo, you know, going nuts. And, you know, it's kind of like those the, my favorite videos that I watch all the time is, the reaction to Dame uh, Game Five against OKC all yeah. all around the city, you know, people's living rooms or bars or restaurants. That right there, I mean, again, I'm going left again, but that those moments where everyone yeah. is one, you know, you're all rooting for the same thing, and watching it happen live, and you know, you get, like said, high fiving. Now that we know who invented high fiving, everybody doing it with strangers. <laughs> just sports give. There's a feeling you get from sports that I just don't think you can get anywhere else. Yeah, even yeah. when you know what's going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's super – because we're talking about, like, movies and TVs. So they're – obviously, they've been written and somebody, like, told a story and we've even, like, seen them multiple times and we know what's going to happen. But we all, like – I don't know about you guys, but, like, I've been sitting around watching these Blazer replay games. Like, I knew what was going to happen, but yeah. I still watched it anyway. And, yeah. yeah. Been really that, Those have been really fun to be able to watch some of those, uh, especially the classic games. Oh yeah, and then again, so you're not all together. You're in your houses, but you're on Twitter talking about it. You know, you're you're not yeah. physically with everyone else watching it, but you kind of feel like you are because you're watching it live with them and you're seeing their opinions on or that, how they felt at that moment. So it's been uh, it's been nice to have some sort of basketball still in our lives. I love that you know our guys have been doing that. The Blazers broadcasting, you know, Dan Hyde, our producer, Jeff Crenn, our director, all the guy, all the you know, all of our little group of t- uh, talent, you know, they're. I just love that they're doing that. And it's a nice way to stay busy. And I think it's giving people, you know, as, as much as they can have at the moment, which is throwback games. And I love that they've been working so hard and it's been fun to watch. I think everybody's just been like, thank you. We needed this. You know what? We talked to Jamie Hudson last week and she talked about the fact that she had called some games um, back in like some college games. And mm-hmm. I think we need a broadcast with you and Jamie calling a game. That would be fun. I love that. So much fun. Just having the two of you watching the game together. So who who should I write? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it would be Jeff Curtin. Um, But I, you know, I just adore Jamie. I've known Jamie forever, and I talk about I talk about this a lot. Just how happy and proud I am of her. You know, she stuck with it. You know, she since years ago. I said, you know, I remember when I was just. I'm trying to get on air. I'm, ha- I'm, I'm, I'm at, working at an Italian restaurant for lunches just so I can pay rent and just trying to get my executive producer to give me a shot, give me a shot. And that, took, that did not happen overnight. That took years. And as this was going on, I think I was on year two and I called my mom. Maybe I even might have even talked to you guys about this when I had my mom on. I think I did where I was like, I don't know if this is going to happen. I'm, and, I, and I was interviewed. I said, I might interview for this other job in like sales. And my mom said, no. No, you will not. You will continue to, you know, work for this. And I remember, you know, Jamie and I don't think she would be, I don't think she would be upset with me, you know, that we're, I'm telling about this conversation, but she you know that you get to a point, I think in everyone, in everyone's job, it's more like you're a little frustrated. Is this what I want? Is this for me? And, and I remember saying, you know, I just don't, th- I think you would regret, you know, like regret not seeing this out. And man, has she flourished like this. I've just, when I was sick, when I had the flu this year and I knew that she would do a fantastic job. She did even better than I thought she was going to do. And, and I knew she'd do great, but I was like, dang, that's, that's, that's my girl, you know? And so watching her this year has just been like a proud mama a little bit for me. So that would be fun to work alongside her. And she's just a ray of sunshine. I mean, I, 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 you guys know her husband, John. I'm like, do you guys ever fight? Have you ever been in a fight? They're like, no, (laughs) 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 must be nice. (laughs) They're wonderful people. And I just, I'm like I said, I'm just really happy for her. Yeah. It would be so much fun to like, just turn off um, the, the commentary and just have you do your own on top of it. You know, not that we don't love, you know, Kevin and Lamar, but just to get a different perspective, like on a Mm -hmm. game would be super fun. Well, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Danny and Jeff about it. Perfect. Um, Wow. Well, then I think we're up to favorite sports books. Do we well, have any favorite? I mentioned that one. Um, oh, yeah. Donald. I love it. I mean, he's, his books are like kind of like articles in a book, you know, because like, he's, he's a 
we started mm-hmm. out writing like sports writing. So they're a little different, but that's what I love about them. They're kind of all off the wall, off the wall, and they have a lot of pop culture in them too. So those are just a fun read. Um, I'm trying to think of like, I'm really more of a movie movie girl, <laughs> girl guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was Shay Serrano's book. Um, mm-hmm. The book of, is it the book of basketball? Is that what that's basketball called? Basketball and other things. Basketball and other things. You cut yeah. out a little bit when you said that. So yeah, I'll basketball. Show it to you. One sec. Let me grab it. Yeah, I'm actually listening to that um, uh, on my library app, Libby, which everyone who has a Multnomah County library card or probably a lot of different library cards, you can go and get that and download all kinds of really awesome audio books. So I've been listening this to is- that. I love nice. audiobooks. Too. Yeah, this is it. And then you want to see my favorite uh, sports book? The yes. Bulls are Guide. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't have that like, out of decoration here. <laughs> hey! That's awesome. <laughs> That's funny. Have you guys Sarah, read, do you have a favorite? Oh, yeah. Yeah, have you read that? Um, have you all read Loose Balls, which is the one about the ABA? Um, I haven't. It's... It's an oral history of the ABA, um, and it's incredible. It's just these guys all talking about that just wild, wild league, and, like, Bob Costas is in it because that's how he got his start, and there's stories about him, like, playing one-on-one with guys, and they just, like, couldn't stand playing with him because he wouldn't stop talking. (laughs) There's just all kinds of just wild stories. I mean, it makes semi – it's – it's like semi-pro is like based on the ABA. And so there's some just wild stories. So I highly recommend, I think it's Terry Pluto who wrote it, but it's basically, it's just an oral history. He just talked to a ton of people who are in the ABA. I, I love that book. And I recently read um, one called the secret game, which I think I've talked about on this podcast, which was about a game between the uh, Duke men's, um, medical school basketball team. So it's not like the regular team, but like their medical school team. And then they played an all uh, a team from an all black school. And it was like, they broke the lot to go in there and play that. Like they were not allowed to do that at that time. And it was a super cool story about that. It's called the secret game. Um, and I'm in the middle right now of listening to boomtown, which is fascinating it's about okc and the oklahoma city thunder and just like the whole wild west <laughs> that is oklahoma city it's fascinating and i totally recommend that i just read so my mom would kill me if i didn't have more books so i moneyball i i really loved moneyball and there's this one okay this one i now it's why don't you go casting while i look up this book that <laughs> a long time ago but it's it's one it's barry tompkins who I used to, I've known forever. He mostly, he called boxing to start off with. He was legendary. He is legendary. Did a lot of Pac-12 um, back when it was Pac-10. So he's, he's a play-by-play guy. It's fantastic. And his wife is an amazing writer and they live in um, right outside of San Francisco. And she's an amazing writer. And I will find this book. And I just, it's one of those books where you just, you know, you, you read the whole thing at once. Like I literally could not do anything anything else until I was done reading it. Joan Ryan is her name. I'll find it. You keep, you go for Cassidy, you go on the phone. <laughs> what about you, Cassidy? <laughs> so mine, I definitely am going with Game Changers, the un- unsung heroines of sports history by Molly Shiat, which is just like a whole history of a whole bunch of different women and just their journey in sports. And it's really fascinating and it and it's in segments. So you get to learn about lots of different people. And so it's a good one, especially if you just have a little bit of time to read about one person and then maybe another person the next day or next moment you get. And it's so. all different sports. Um yeah. I like that. See that that sounds right up my alley. It's called it's 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 been around since nineteen ninety five. That's when she wrote it. It's called Little Girls in Pretty Boxes, and it's not a uplifting yes. one. Have you read it? No, it is on oh. my list. It's my oh. next one that I wanted to read. It's um, it's hard to read because it's real and yeah. it's that it says the making and breaking of uh, gymnastics and figure skaters, which is it's hard at times to read because it obviously is true um, back then. And then that she did a ton of research and interviewed a ton of people, and and so it's but it's one of those where it's just fascinating. Like this really happened, you know. And, it's an ugly side of those sports, you know, and I hope that 
things have gotten better. I'd love, you know, I'd love to reach out to her and see if she has found any research that these things have improved um, even a little bit, but it's, yeah, if you can, if, obviously we have a lot of time on our hands. It's, it is a tough read, but it's fascinating. You'll probably read it in one day. I there. also, I forgot that I just finished one more book um, made you, that made me think about it, Brooke, um, called The Bounce and the Echo, Dying to Love a Game, I think is what it's called, um, by a guy named Ian Johnson. Um, and I'm hoping to actually uh, interview him sometime. It's a, It was about, he was a player, a basketball player. He actually went to uh, high school with Carmelo Anthony for one year, um, but he went and had an overseas career. Um, and it's about... It's about that. And he also, the book is also about his um, mental health challenges and like wow. kind of how in one way basketball defined who he was, but then, you know, at some point he, you know, stopped playing it and he, you know, it's just, it's super fascinating and it's a really super interesting look kind of inside the minds of these guys. Cause they've, you know, they've started to be really open talking about mental health and he really gets into the details of um, mm -hmm. what it was like for him, you know, playing overseas while, um, you know, going through all this other stuff and it was super enlightening and really interesting to see. Um, Cause Brooke, when you were talking about the young athletes, like the making mm -hmm. of these young stars, like how young of an age they get set on a path mm -hmm. and then you're just, going down this path and you know everything else that's going on in your brain and in your life like when you are gonna be this athlete um mm -hmm. you know what happens when that path isn't very conducive to you know your own health it's really interesting and i you know i have this conversation you know I'm, obviously my son's too young to really even think about this yet but you know if you have if you're a kid let's say it gets into a sport early. You know, you try, you, you, you want them to try a little bit of everything and see, but then if you see like, this is, there's no right answer. I don't think to this and everyone has an opinion, but if you see in your child at a very young age, that they are a prodigy, like a, a tiger woods. If you know that they are going to be, if they're, if they're, if they practice enough and they focus enough on this one sport, or it could be anything else chess for that matter. But if you know, they have a gift, is it your responsibility as a parent to then, make sure that, you know, they utilize their skills and, and their gifts to be that good of an athlete and make it, is it your responsibility or is it something where you say, if this is what you want, you know, go out and try to get it and I'll be here to support you. But then later if they say, man, I, I wish you would have pushed me more. I could, you know, it's just one of those conundrums. I go back and forth. I wonder what the right thing is because yeah, if, would, would, would Tiger Woods say, man, I, he pushed me too. My dad pushed me too hard. hard. Look what the golfer he became. I don't know. It's, you know, everyone has a different mentality on it. And if let's say I joke about this all the time, but like the one sport my parents didn't put me in was ballet. And I have this, I walk so weird and I have this amazing turnout and I feel like, I, I mean, I'll never know. So I can easily say, I think I would have been a fantastic ballet dancer. But like, what if, what if like you could see at age five, let's just pretend in my dreams, I pretend about this, that I, you could, they could have seen that I had that in my future. I could have been amazing at it. And then they didn't push me. And I would be like, why didn't, why didn't you? I could have done this, but it's just, I don't know what the right answer is. I just don't. It's a tough one as a parent. But luckily, luckily my kid doesn't look like he's that good at anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They got to be good at being four and a half when they're four and a half. Yeah, That's the thing. Very, good. Like... very good climber. Very good jumper. Yeah. 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 Very good he's very good at puzzles, as I mentioned earlier. So, <laughs> You know, if they're curious and, you know, they, for me, it's like, yeah, when they're that age and if, if they want to explore, then mm -hmm. that's a really good thing <laughs> because yeah, it means like their whole life, they're always going to be looking for something. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing. Well, good. I got some books that I need to read. Thank you for <laughs> them. Well, we're up to my, the, I think we're up to the final category. But this okay. one is my favorite category, so we're going to get through it. <laughs> um, and that is favorite sports documentary. Oh, um, it's the guy. Um, I've got a lot, but this one, um, what's his name? God, this one's terrible. I can't look. He was a USC quarterback. And first of all, I've, I've seen so many documentaries on it. I know the big one's coming out of Michael Jordan mm -hmm. that I'm really excited about. But the cabin before, like we, we had just – VHS, you know, just we had a VCR. We had all the ones from back in the day, like USA Basketball. That one was just the absolutely. Dream team one? 
Yes, I just oh, love that one's so good. So, so good. One of my favorite. I don't know if you remember this part. One of my favorite parts is you know they let. I mean, people are just going bonkers, right? And they'd be in this bus, and they're like, stuff. I, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but like John Stockton yeah. would get out with his family, and he'd just walk away, just like. Nobody knows who, and you just walk really, you know, just walking through. No, and he's like, I never get bothered, which I thought that was really funny. But um, this is a, a USC quarterback, and he was just a this is actually to my point of pushing your kids. So his dad really, really pushed him. And one of those things where it ended up backfiring, and he got into uh, well, I won't tell you the whole thing, but he was supposed to be one of the best ever. And was it, it the Ryan uh, Leaf one? No, that's that's my that's my uh, WSU. Oh, <laughs> I knew he was somewhere on the West. Um, yes, but he's how about it? That's a that's an amazing story. Oh, here it is. I found it. Yo, know, Todd uh, Todd Marinovich. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating. I highly recommend uh, looking that up. And it's again one of those things where I don't know why I keep choosing sad ones, but it's I don't know it's just it's really good that one the dream team one is just fun so and that Todd Maranovich one was a 30 for 30 I don't know if that really counts for you guys as a doc but I love 30 for 30s they definitely count for me that's all I've been doing for the last 15 days of my life um (laughs) (laughs) it's watching 30s uh Parody of a favorite sports documentary? I definitely do. And it's the Battered Bastards of Basketball of Baseball. Sorry, I wrote that down wrong. Battered Bastards of Baseball. And it's about the Portland Mavericks. And if you have not seen it, you've got to watch it. And it also happens to feature my very favorite, Kurt Russell. Funny enough, <laughs> Kurt Russell's dad used to own the Portland Mavericks, and Kurt Russell was a pitcher for them. And That's it is crazy. a wild and just such a fun snapshot of Portland in the 70s. It was this team that uh, they went rogue, and they didn't want to like be affiliated with the team or be in their own division, so they were sort of barnstorming, I guess. They like just played teams who were willing to play them because they were all these like cast offs and people who were like trying to make comebacks or like had gotten in trouble. Uh, but they were super good and they would just like kill everybody <laughs> and they were just wild. And uh, it's such a great, great movie. I highly recommend it. Got it written down. Well, and then we've got to always do a shout out to our friend of the pod who made finding big country, which yes. is a great one. If you have not seen it, Cat James is amazing. And then my other favorite that I recently saw, I, I mean, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite because I think every favorite movie that I have is a documentary. So, but the women of Troy that just came out from HBO about uh, Cheryl Miller and all of that team. That was such a good one. I highly recommend that one as well. Um, Got it. Wow. We have so many fun things to read and watch and listen to. This is great. Busy for at least a couple more weeks. Brooke, have you seen Finding Big Country yet? I haven't. Do I need to? Sounds like it. Yes, it's about the um, uh, uh, Brian Big Big Country. Um, Um, Brian Brian Big Country. Yeah. What's his last name? Reeves. Reeves, right from um from the Vancouver Grizzlies, and mm-hmm. it's like she goes back to like find him and find out whatever happened to him because he was her favorite player when she was a kid. Oh, and that's, it's that's so, awesome! It's that. a beautiful yeah. story, and it's kind of about her and it's about him. But the what I'm super excited about, remember Cassidy when she said the next thing that she's making is the story of what happened to the Grizzlies, because everybody mm. talks about what happened to the Sonics. Like that mm-hmm. has been like done a million times. We all know what happened to the Sonics, but like what happened to the Grizzlies? So that's what her next documentary is going to be about. And I can't wait. We got to have her on again to have her tell us how that's going. And I I think she actually did a day where she was down on the court with the Blazers. One of those days this season, Uh, she made friends with, I think one of the assistant coaches. Yeah. 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 He invited her uh, to come because he saw it and the documentary. And yeah. So she got to come down and see the trailblazers and go down the court and play around. Cool. Yeah. She's awesome. Well, I feel like everything we've talked about is definitely going to keep us busy for a while. I think we were planning on doing a playlist, but I think we're going to have to leave that till next time. And we'll give <laughs> well, more have people more. Songs. I have four songs ready. Okay, let's do the playlist. Okay, so our uh, sports hiatus positivity playlist. Yeah, just these are just songs that make me feel, just feel good. 
Um, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. That's a fan favorite. That goes back to college. We love that song. Um, Good Vibrations by Marky Mark. Great one. And this one is like my wild card because my, my fr- I have a very good friend named Jenna and we love random like songs that are like um, from the 80s or 90s, like fun, like romantic comedies, like The Naked Gun had a bunch of them and like they just have this vibe. Like that was a song from some sort of romantic movie in between while they're like running on the beach or something. And so Walking on Sunshine is my other one. I had to look up who it's by, Katrina and the waves but i love that song every time i hear it, i'm like huh it makes me think like one of those movies like the, the, no one talks for a while like they're falling in love and they're eating ice cream walking on so you know that's my other one <laughs> yeah i love those it um and i've got a few other uplifting or inspiring ones so i put in i've got to use my imagination by gladys knight and the pips one of my mm. favorite songs of all time um carry on by martha wash Plus, mm. that music video is amazing. So if you haven't seen that music video, please deep dive into that world. And then yeah. my real wild card is a newer uh, newer kind of artist, uh, Brave Face by Frank Turner, which is all about, you know, making it onto the other side of it all, which I think is all too appropriate right now. God, I love I'm it. so behind in music. I don't even know who uh, Martha Wash and Frank Turner are. I, that's probably terrible. Oh. Martha Wash is probably way before I was born and then Frank Turner is like in that weird UK punk rock scene oh, of, uh, it's my music choice is very odd so <laughs> I just I mean, we just had a, a scare about my very favorite artist in the whole world John Prine he, he was really sick with COVID but he looks like he is coming out of the woods so I've just been listening to John Prine um, on mm-hmm. And every one of his songs is perfect. So <laughs> that's that's my suggestion. <laughs> Anything done prime. Yes, exactly. Well, this was fun, guys. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like I could like, you know, entertain myself for another couple of weeks now. <laughs> well, well, Brooke, how should people keep following you? What are you doing? And all those Olsen grams that we're gonna get. <laughs> Dame, Dame really thought that was funny. He's like, "Are you? You're like, are you?" Kidding I know me? <laughs> the face he made, and I was like, "How dare he make fun of that amazing name?" I'm all for it. Well, I can't take credit, and I gave it to uh, Aaron Grossman, who mm-hmm. I want. He's fantastic. I love Aaron Grossman and Amara. I got, I gave her credit to. I need to give her. I, I could never give her enough credit. This, this poor woman, literally, like, keeps me afloat via. Uh, so, well, in every aspect of my life, her and I are like this, but. With social media, I'm like, how do I do this? How do I do this? How, how do I do this? Help, help, help. So she, those two have been really helpful. I mean, we only done one, but getting this thing, you know, off the ground. And of course, thank you to Dame for doing it. The guy is just a saint. Um, so Insta or Olsen Graham Live. I'll start getting used to it. Olsen Graham Live. That which we're just going to try to get all sorts of people on. Like I want Amara to come on. You know, I want her to talk about how she's staying busy. And, you know, people in Blazers Broadcasting and, of course, love to get players. And, you know, I'm going to ask, I haven't told him, I haven't asked him yet, but I'm going to ask Coach Stott, see if he um, would be willing to come on. I know people would love. Maybe you could do it in his backyard by his um, <laughs> his, his incredible backyard. Yeah, that, that, that is a one backyard, man. Woo! Beautiful. Um, so, yeah, we're, that's one way. Um, I'm still doing, we're, Casey Holdall and I are still doing our first bus podcast, even though, we don't ride up the bus anymore to games, but, and we don't travel, but you know, we're still finding stuff to talk about. So we're actually doing another one. We just did one. We're doing another one on Thursday. So that's another way. I'm trying to think of as many, you know, ideas as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I mean, I, I'm on Twitter and Instagram as you guys know. So, I mean, I'm trying to stay as busy on that as I can. My, my English muffin challenge was not my best work, but uh, I'll continue to strive to do better. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, uh, IG Live and uh, Olsen Graham is kind of the one I'm, I, I really want to focus on and make sure it's, it's best. And uh, today was kind of getting the kinks out. I don't know if you saw at the beginning, but for some odd reason, you, no one could hear me. I was like, I have no idea why. <laughs> but Amara helped me out and told me I needed to get out of the app, get back in, and it worked. So that'll be fun. Um, and again, shout out to everyone helping me with it and especially Dame for coming on. That was very nice of him. You know, he's this guy. I mean, people ask me all the time, like, is he really, you know, this great? I'm like, he, he really is. You know, he's just a good person. You can see, I thought it was cool that we got to see him as a dad today. You know, mm-hmm. that was adorable. 
I mean, we see him, I mean, we see him at games, you know, after games, his son's there, but just to see him like in his habitat yeah. with him going, ah, he's, he can't talk right now. He's watching Paw Patrol. And when he's yeah. got Paw Patrol and then that cute story about him swapping, um, stuffed animals while he fell asleep. I thought that was really cute. So yeah, that's the one I'm, I'm, I'm going to really be uh, focusing on. So that's where you can find me. So everyone check out Olsen Graham. Cause they're Olsen amazing. <laughs> um, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the what podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Blazers edge on whatever platform you use to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter and let us know what you want to hear from us what kind of amazing guests there are. And also, you may want to do a little shout out because it's Tara's birthday this week. Um, That is true. (laughs) So remember to shout us out on Twitter. Remember, we love your emails. So you can also send a birthday email to hoopsandtalks at gmail.com with your icebreaker ideas, birthday messages, favorite social distance activities, and maybe what all of your favorite sports uh, entertainment related activity things are. Um, until next time, oh, you can find me at Cassidy Gemin on Twitter. How can we find you, Tara? At TCB Biggs on Twitter. Thanks everybody for listening. For Cassidy yeah. and Brooke, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Cheers, Anna.